Episode 53 with Todd Pentney. Piano player, keyboards. Multi-instrumentalist. Has his own project, Hi-Fi Low. We kept it pretty serious. Got into some shit. I had a good time. Thanks for tuning in. F all the haters. Right, because you're recording yourself on your end? Yeah. I'm recording both of us, but yeah, sometimes yeah. Zoom just glitches. Yeah. Nice. Okay, awesome. Sweet. Thanks for doing this. Yeah, man. No problem. Are we in the interview now? Officially? Sure. I might keep everything up until this point. I don't know. <laughs> nice. Uh, how's it going? Uh, it's not... <laughs> uh, um getting like i feel like i've been pretty positive through this whole thing and these last couple weeks i've absolutely hit hopefully the bottom but yeah uh you know we don't have to get too dark but yeah, I don't know. How have you been doing? Yeah, I think the winter's been the winter's been pretty tough, to be honest. Like, it's just like it's so like I knew it was gonna be awful. You know, it's just people are generally more antisocial in the winter, anyways. And I think yeah, it's like no reason to go anywhere. It's cold outside, and then you realize it's like oh, I haven't left haven't left the basement in like weeks. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah, Allie and I try to get out for walks and stuff and basically our, like we go to get a coffee, like almost every day we just go somewhere and go to a different coffee shop and get an espresso and then walk around the neighborhood a bit. Yeah. And um, yeah, that's like what we've been doing for like three months. I mean, it's like routines are crazy important right now. And like part of my thing is like I get restless at night. So like I, I ride my dad's exercise bike at like 3 a.m. Oh, yeah. Like it's just uh, I think maybe it might. I was thinking about it the other night. It might sort of mimic like gig life. Right. Just like, right. like late night stimulation. And then your body's just so used to like kind of crashing after it. I don't know. Right. You need some like some sort of like artificial pressure. Something. I don't know. But you need to get get something happening. A little anxiety. Yeah. Maybe. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Riding uh riding the exercise bike and just like looking at Twitter. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> just reading political tweets yeah. and riding the exercise bike at three AM. Yeah. Um I'll do it. That's you're in 
you're in the basement at the place that I was at, right? That's the you're in the same. I spot. think so. Yeah, yeah. We've been here for like three years, probably longer now. With have you been guys. getting like a lot of stuff done? It seems like you got a pretty like you can do almost whatever you want by the looks of things. So have you been like piecing together some stuff? Yeah, I mean, I think COVID's been kind of weird because uh, this is like stuff that I've always wanted to do, but I think we were so like, I was always so busy, preoccupied with like all kinds of little gigs and it, it felt like you had to say yes to things, or at least I felt that way. It's like, I have to say yes whenever anything comes up because it's something to do. Like, that's what you do. You say yes, and then you just do it. And then, you know, slowly but surely your whole year is just kind of spoken for. Like, you know, once so things start to fill up and then there's, it's like, oh, there's no time left to kind of do any of that stuff that I've always been meaning to do. Mm-hmm. Um, so I guess there's, there was no excuse with COVID and, uh, I'm happy to say that like, that when you're actually faced with a whole bunch of dead time, eventually I will actually do something, you know, like I, like I'll be lazy for a a while, but then I'll start going crazy Mm -hmm. and I have to, I have to do something, you know? So then I think that period of like nothing is really important where you're, you're forced to just like not get anything done and procrastinate. And then it's like, this is driving me nuts. Like I got to do something. And then all of a sudden things start to get done. Yeah. I've had the same experience. And I, I think I even go through it on a smaller level every day. Mm. Like I got to lie down and be lazy all day. And then nighttime rolls around and it's like, all right, am I going to exercise? Am I going to, I got to practice. I got to catch up on a couple things. Like, yeah, just totally. But it's, uh, starting to not, starting to not work that well for me. <laughs> so like I, I missed last week's, I didn't do a podcast last week. Cause I was just like, fuck, what, what are we doing here? I don't know. Um, so are you working on a, your own music? Is that what you've, no. Not right now. Right now I'm, uh, I, I was like, I'm, I'm always kind of dabbling on my own stuff, but I'm working with like, uh, probably four or five different artists right now. And then there's always like some like more like production jobbing type work that I have running in the background. So little session things are like tracking keyboards for people. I've been doing like some commercials here and there for um, some like uh, production houses that pitch commercials for companies and stuff. That's cool. So that comes up every now and then. And and that's always kind of a nice break from the like longer projects that are going on for artists. So it's like kind of a forced break to just do something completely different, just like arrange strings for a couple days. And then it's like, okay, now I feel like I can get back to work on those other songs that I've been working on for months. Give me one sec. I think I have to change my internet connection. So I might lose you for a minute. Okay. Okay. I'm... I should have done this from the beginning, but I have like an ethernet 
like a wired connection here that always works and I always forget to plug it in. That should that should make it better on my end. Sweet. Can't wait till I can do these in real life again. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I saw some cool ones you did, like with uh, it. It works out well sometimes because you can get like three or four people in different places. Yeah, that's the yeah. one. That's the nice part. It's like uh, sometimes it's fun to just like see what happens, keep the energy up. Yeah, because like I'm definitely not good at keeping the energy up. <laughs> I feel like we're like the worst combination, the two of us, because I'm also pretty low energy. Uh, Nick Frazier and I was a pretty bad episode. <laughs> right, right. Lots of yeah. dead air. But it's fine. Yeah. I think people enjoy it. I don't know. Yeah, it's uh, when two when both people are a little too comfortable with the space. It's uh, yeah, that can make for a not so interesting podcast. <laughs> What's worse than someone that's comfortable? <laughs> um, we were so you're doing when you say commercials you mean like TV commercials or yeah uh, the last one I did was like pitching for uh, Scotiabank and it was like uh, like some a couple that wants to move out of the, the yeah there's a dog there. yeah great yeah all right, give me sorry. Give me one second. No worries, no worries. I mean, is it really the end of the world if there's a dog? So, I guess that's like your dog then. Uh yeah. Yeah. Well, my parents' dog. Okay, okay. It's uh very much um not my dog right right <laughs> uh it's growing on me a lot but um it's like a hell dog it's a <laughs> he's a rescue and we adopted her when my old dog was an old man okay and she just plowed him around stole his food so oh. like deep down i'll never like this dog but you know right right whatever dogs are dogs dogs are great yeah i don't want to be an anti-dog person but um yeah i've always been i i always had cats was i've always been a cat person because i think uh yeah i think they were just lower maintenance i think my parents liked that um my mom grew up with cats but me and my dad are like deathly allergic so it just doesn't work oh yeah yeah yeah, Ali, like right now, especially Ali and I have been thinking about it's like if we're going to get a pet, like this is probably the time to do it. If we like, but neither of us ever pull the trigger on it. It's tough. It's a, it's like I think about it all the time. Yeah. I really want a dog, but I also can't ideally, like in a perfect world, the life that I'm trying to live, there's no way I want, I'll have time for that. So, right. It might be great short term but yeah like right right now it's awesome but then as soon as the real world starts up again it's like oh boy no yeah. we have a problem here yeah like my parents are 
my mom's retired and my dad's still working, but they have pretty regular lives. And mm-hmm. even just seeing how they have to sort of adjust here and there because of the dog is like, it's a lot. Yeah, totally. Totally. So being yeah. like the, uh, the person that doesn't really have to take care of it and could just swing in now and again and enjoy the good parts of a dog is like kind of nice, I guess. Yeah. I think that's the best thing. Like I would be happy to like house set a dog for a little while, you know, that'd be great. Or a cat, like our neighbor had, had a cat. We were house sitting. We'd go over and like just chill with the cat once a day for like, you know, 10, 15 minutes. Yeah. Yeah, That was fun. I enjoyed that. I feel like pets are best when they're just not yours. Yeah. Like having a good friends with kids or something or like nieces and nephews. I was going to say, I think kids are the the same way too. Not, uh, I hope that doesn't sound harsh, but I think it's better, better at it. Like, okay, you take them now. It's, uh, we're good. Yeah. I can hardly take care of myself. Yeah. (laughs) You better go see a real adult kind of thing. But yeah. Uh, when I ran away because the dog was barking, I think you were kind of mid sentence about the talking about the commercial you were doing for Scotiabank. Oh, right. Yeah, it was, uh, yeah, it was for like a, a bank and it's like a couple that wants to move away from the city because the city is just so garbage and, uh, they want to move to a nice house on, 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 uh, the ocean or something and uh yeah i had to make music that supported that you know the uh the feeling of moving from the city to a beautiful cottage oceanside you know how did you what was your approach well i just it was like strings and stuff i mean i don't really i have no idea what i'm doing most of the time and i just like try to make it feel corporate make it feel expensive i mm. think is the, the the first thing you try to do right but um it was uh yeah it was kind of it's a fun challenge because usually you have very little direction on those things and luckily that this company i've been working for it's cool because they they pay you just for the demo so I think as long as they approve it, the company, then they'll pitch it to the client. Um, and they just like to have options so that the client can choose from a bunch of things. So even if it doesn't get chosen, I'll get paid to like just throw this demo together. So it's it's pretty good. Yeah, that's a great setup. Yeah. Yeah, and it kind of takes a bit of the pressure off too where it's like, um, it's not like you're the only guy writing for an ad. And if you don't nail it, there's like a, a bunch of pressure. Mm-hmm. So, so do you do, is it like, I guess not, MIDI is not the word I'm looking for, but do you record everything live yourself or is there some? Yeah. Um, I mean, a lot of times I'll use software instruments and then once I kind of figure out what the composition is, I'll replace stuff with real instruments or at least like real synths and, uh, like drum elements that are like mic'd, um, and then I think, uh, but I mean, the software instrument stuff sounds so good now that a lot of times that's all you need to do. I, and I have a whole bunch of like orchestral libraries, like really huge orchestra libraries. 
and I do the strings using that. And it, it sounds pretty good. It sounds pretty convincing. Yeah. It, yeah. It's crazy how things are the, the sounds that I can even just make in garage band sometimes. Yeah. I'm just kind of like, what? this is everything just at my fingertips for free. It's, it's kind of crazy. Yeah, for sure. For sure. It's pretty, it's, it's kind of a cool place now with uh, audio production where it's like anybody has the tools. Like it wasn't for a long time. You had to have like a lot of like kind of capital up front to get a studio that was at a professional level. Right. But now it's like, if you own a laptop, you're good to go. Like you, you already have it. And like, yeah, you can spend more money on like, specific sample libraries and mics and gear if you want but you you really don't have to mm -hmm. it's more about like the idea just like which i think that's really cool that everyone has access to all the tools you really need it's just like do you have good musical ideas at the end of the day you know yeah yeah it's like it's it's crazy how i can essentially do this every week with with nothing like i've got a 2012 macbook and a rode usb microphone yeah and we're i mean it's it sounds like that like you're like no one's probably listening to this going like where i wonder what studio he records like but um the 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 entry level possibilities are crazy yeah, totally. It's like, it, and even just for like getting the idea out, you know, it's like, if it's a good idea, it's a good idea. You can get it into your DAW or whatever, whatever you're using from there. It's like, the idea is there. It's like, okay, now I'll just send it off to my buddy that records drums and like replace some of the live elements. I do that a lot too. Like I'll track like fake guitar cause I'm not a very good guitar player. And then just send it to like Rob Capoletto or someone. And he usually gets it back to me like within the day. And it's just like great tone. Like everything is kind of, but he just like, I'll play kind of the rough idea of the part I'm looking for. And then it's like, it just comes back to me. It's like, yep, yeah, perfect. Then you just throw it in. Nice. That's cool. Yeah. Um, I don't think I know Rob, but I recognize the name, but. Yeah, I can't Rob's really a place him. He's like the he he plays in the band Reverse. Um they do like uh hip hop instrumental covers. It's uh it's a really cool band. Uh if you ever get a chance, you should definitely check them out. It's just uh like a trio, instrumental trio. Cool. Uh drums, bass, guitar. Uh and I fill in sometimes on keys if they need like a bit of extra support mm. for some of like the bigger shows. Uh, and then every now and then I'll fill in for Rob too on the smaller gigs. And that's always like really crazy because they've been playing together for so long and they know like hundreds of like hip hop songs. And the, the whole thing is they move between them. Like they play like 45 seconds of a tune and then move on to the next one that kind of like flows through. So in a set they'll play like 20, 25 songs. Whoa. So it's like, it's a lot of work as a sub to come in and like, basically like how many tunes can I cram? Cause I haven't played this gig in like eight months. That's so much work. It's really fun though. Like it's such a fun band and it's like really rewarding. It's great. 
reverse reverse yeah and they spell it it's like um rvrs they spell it sometimes but they're on instagram too you should you should totally check them out it's really cool will do um sorry i'm just typing that in yeah yeah so um besides the podcast what other kind what stuff are you working on (sighs) nothing (laughs) myself mostly like um i've been kind of piecing together a records very slowly Mm. Um, it's like almost done, but just kind of hit a wall with it recently. I think, um, it's been super fun though. I I recorded a solo bass record in at the end of 2019 when the last time I was in Brooklyn and then over quarantine, I sent it to one of my producer friends to, to work on and he came back with an idea to have some people play on some tracks, just like overdub some parts. And it's yeah. like slowly expanded into having overdubs on all of the tracks. So it's right. grown into like a, and remotely recorded improvised record sort of. Cool. But that's pretty much it. Just like, I basically just podcast practice exercise watch hockey repeat every day yeah totally totally and but that's good though i mean it's good you're you're playing though you know that you're still playing because i i've seen you're playing electric and upright quite a bit right yeah i'm becoming like really really attached to the electric bass right now nice which is yeah. it's 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 always been a thing that like i've always loved it and i've always considered myself a doubler mm. but i've never really felt like a, a a strong connection to it, but I'm really getting into it. And I think it has to do with the fact that I can just sit down and play it. Right. Instead of just like standing in the corner of my bedroom and with a canoe, you know, like it's just a, it's just how it is right now. But yeah, you can, you can watch the hockey game while kind of noodling away or yeah, working on something. Yeah, I've been trying to do something similar. Like, uh, I have a, a bass that I bought a few years back, an, an electric, but like just never had time to actually work on it at all. So I've just been kind of like slowly working on that a little bit as well. It's so fun. Yeah, it's great. I think it's one of those. It's like, I think if you have an if if you have like, if you already have an understanding of how music works. I think the bass is the most it's the easiest one to just pick up and have fun with, I think. Yeah, yeah, totally. Like I I just I it's such a foreign thing for a piano player. Like I never understood frets for the longest time, just like I don't I don't get that. Yeah. But it actually makes like way more sense, you know, just like how everything is parallel. It's always the same shape that's awesome because then it's like you can just use your ear and it's like oh like what interval do i want and then it's like it it doesn't matter if what the note name is that's the sound i want Mm -hmm. just go for that fret and that i know that that's the sound i want i just feel like you can get away with a lot yeah yeah and you can just sort of let your ears tell you like uh, you can just i don't know what i'm trying to say but it feels like to me just such a 
you can stay out of the way and do your thing and be melodic all at the same time almost i i, I don't know yeah it, it's so cool just the, the layout of it like i it's i'm realizing so many things where it's like i haven't even memorized all the names of the notes on the fretboard yet but it's like it's like it doesn't matter like you'll just find yourself in a place on the fretboard you've i've like i don't know where i am on the fretboard but i'm playing all the right roots you know i found it here mm -hmm. somehow you know it's so cool yeah but also i'm going to cut this out so no one steals my my bass gigs i think <laughs> i mean what gigs also um, right right trade secrets yeah i haven't played the electric bass outside of the house in like three years right um but I think uh, I'm sort of realizing that with, I think we were kind of starting to talk about this, but like having the time to sort of work on uh, studio stuff and production stuff has been pretty awesome because it's not time I would have taken off on my own free will. So now that I'm sort of in it, it's like, oh, like this is great. Like I don't really know if I need to be a part of the rat race as much as I was before. Right. Uh, I definitely still want to play like gigs that I want to do for sure. I really miss it, but I think it, you know, I realize that it's like Tate, like being a bit more protective of your time is probably a good thing. Mm. I'm kind of, I'm sort of seeing it the other way. Oh yeah. Almost like I've, I've, I've like avoided the rat race for most of my career, I think. Mm. Right. And uh, I'm kind of hoping that this teaches people, not teaches people. Um, I'm, I'm hoping that um, a lot of bass players end up feeling the way that you're feeling. Kind of, <laughs> but right. whatever. So your, your thing is like, like uh, appreciating what was there before and like, you do you think if it opens up you'll kind of go for it you'll just be like saying yes to everything and just trying to get out there um yeah i mean i do mostly say yes to everything it's just more so the uh the opportunities aren't totally there you know um well i mean it's like uh it's like anything like you can kind of take up as much of your time doing stuff like it, it I, I find it's like if you just say yes to everything it's just like oh i have no time for anything you know it's it's all gone mm -hmm. and uh that's something that i've always tried to like i've tried to mitigate that but it never seemed to work out it was always like oh yeah but i'll just do that one other thing and i'll do that one other little thing and then it's like oh no there's no time yeah, the record I was supposed to put out two years ago is still not out. Yeah, kind of thing. Yeah, all those little, all those types of things, which I think are so important to actually finish those things, just keep getting pushed back. Um, have you done? I, I totally haven't been paying attention to 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 the whole live stream thing have you been doing any shows or anything at all or 
Um, what of it? I did like a festival in the summer that was like one of the jazz festival live stream things. Right. Um, and that that was it was cool. I, I don't know. I don't. I don't know if like the quality of the audio was what was as good as I think it should be for something like that. Mm-hmm. I think if it's like if you're gonna do a live stream thing, it's like at least control because you you do have control over the audio and what people will hear even on their phones so it's like try to make it as good as possible um and then i did another one for allison which was pre-recorded which was great we did it for the washington jazz festival mm-hmm. so that was cool because uh we did it we just went into a studio and like mixed it all we had time to mix it and send it off so that was kind of it wasn't actually a live stream but they aired it live i guess i think most of the good ones have have been that way yeah it kind of has to be like otherwise like you're expecting your music to translate over like a little like half inch iphone speaker and if it's not mixed like perfectly it's probably not going to come across that it could it could work out great but yeah yeah. I keep sort of taking a peek here and there of sets that people have done, but probably like the first or second week of the whole shutdown, I was like, ah, okay, streaming's not, <laughs> streaming's not going to fix my problems. Yeah. 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 I don't think, yeah, it's not something that I'm like really looking for as like the solution anymore i think a lot of people were seeing it as like that's gonna be what we do to fix this problem yeah. and it's like, i don't think so <laughs> um i think there's something coming up with uh Re- reverse the band i was telling you about is doing a, a live stream through kerner hall so that'll be that'll be cool i think there's some venues that are gonna start doing the live stream thing pretty soon that's cool. I saw something today. Um, oh, Corner Hall is selling tickets for a Daniel Lanois show in October. Oh, cool. Nice. Which is, I mean, again, I thought like, I saw it and I was like, October, you think so? But yeah, whatever, that'd I be mean, great. I, I mean, I think they're kind of just like getting ahead of it, right? Like they're just selling tickets and then if they had, and then waiting to see what happens yeah because i think they're just trying to do anything you know it's like well let's act like it'll be over by then and then hopefully you know enough people will have bought tickets and then if it isn't then it's just like oh sorry show's canceled whatever like everyone everyone would understand you know (laughs) yeah yeah i get it yeah so yeah, I think I got to stay off the internet just for the rest of this thing. Like, it's just, it just makes me so, gets me so riled up. Is it like, is it social media or like YouTube or? It's just like, I think I'm okay with YouTube. Yeah. Um, but just getting the, the updates of like, of like news and people's opinions on news is like, just crazy yeah uh which is it like facebook is like i'm not even on facebook i think i mostly get it from 
I guess it's mostly Twitter. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I kind of, I, I haven't been on Facebook for a long time and then I ignore my Twitter. I've never, haven't even looked at it for a while. Uh, and the, the only one I do is Instagram really. Hmm. It's the only one like I have time to like look at. Yeah. Instagram is fun. It's like, for me, it's, you don't, you don't see things that you don't want to see. Yeah. The way that algorithm works. I, but, and then Twitter's the opposite. Twitter's like trying to give you all the things that you don't want to see. Yeah. Well, I think it's like Twitter is still so like opinion based, right? Cause yeah. it's about like, it's about the text. It's about like what you're trying to say. Yeah. And Instagram is, I think, more focused on it. Well, it could be more focused on art, you know, just like photos and video with like a small amount of text under it to talk about what it is. Yeah. And, and I think that's kind of how most people use it. Yeah. For me, it's like, I think I would be, I think it makes me practice more. I see people playing and then I kind of go, well, I can't really, I don't know if I can do that. And then I just sit down and then, and then I'm off, you know, yeah. to my practice session. So I think it's like a, there's no doubt some negativity coming into my life through Instagram, but I think it's mostly beneficial. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. For me, it's YouTube because it's like, that's been killing me. It's like, it knows me so well now. The algorithm knows exactly what I want to watch next. Yep. You know? it's like freaky how well it knows and it's like i could i can kill like hours watching like mixing t tutorials or like you know some watching someone else program a synth that i own you know like <laughs> yeah. it's like oh i'll watch this guy program it for 45 it's like what am i doing like this is crazy yeah i go through the, through the same thing with gear and bass gear and like people fixing basses and just it's like mesmerizing yeah yeah and i think especially now like it's like you it's like you have uh, a little bit you have company you could just like watch someone chat away as they're working at something yeah and right now that's like i think that's something that a lot of people are looking for is just to talk to somebody different or to like expand their bubble yeah i mean not my listeners not so much but i think as a whole the world is looking for more content yeah, totally. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, no, I mean, I've been really, uh, I do, I really enjoy the interviews you've been doing. It's, it's cool. Like it's the pace is so awesome and relaxed and kind of the opposite of that. I, I record these. Um, so I was doing like, I used to just record them whenever and bank them and, whatever I get to an episode when I get to it kind of thing. But, um, I've realized in during this time of my life, I've got to do it like within a couple of days. So I got to record like Friday, Saturday or Sunday and then get it out by Tuesday. Right. Right. Or else it's just like, if I record, like if I have them sitting there just in the bank, ready to go, I just like, or not ready to go, but, waiting to be edited it's mm. just like this cloud that's hanging over my head and i can't even like i can't even sit down and enjoy a youtube video for a while like it's just a oh yeah yeah totally 
So it's a whole balance of like kind of tricking yourself into not procrastinating, but also procrastinating. And these games that I'm playing with myself, like it's like psychological warfare with myself. It's, it's a, it's yeah. Yeah, man. I know it's a, it's like a crazy, uh, constant battle. And then it's like you take a break when you start feeling bad about taking a break it's like, do I really need a break? I'm just at home every day. Yeah. I don't need a break. Like, what's wrong with me? Like, get back to work. <laughs> it's, uh, yeah, it, like, I think I go on the bike a bunch of days in a row, and then my knees hurt, so I stay off for a couple of days. And then by the end of the second day, I'm like, fuck, I'm lazy. I'm just such a piece of shit. Can't even, <laughs> can't even sit on a bike. And it's, and it's just the spirals are... It's, uh, I'm at war with my, it's like, it's crazy. Yeah, totally. Totally. I know. I know exactly what you're talking about. I think, uh, I mean, do you do like, have you tried the meditation thing at all? Have you, have you found any? Not really. It's, it's, uh, I mean, yes, I have tried it, but I can't really figure it out. Right. I, I think my, my type of, I'm like, um, I definitely feel like I'm meditating when I'm on a, on the bike or if I'm out for a run mm-hmm. or if I'm practicing. So I, I don't want to say I don't meditate, but I, I definitely don't do like the, the, uh, traditional meditation right. style sort of thing. Have you been doing that at all? Like just recently I've started doing it like, I've been having like trouble falling asleep for all the reasons you've been talking about. And it's like, uh, I think that the problem is like the day doesn't feel like it's over ever. Like it's like, did I get anything? So even if I did get some stuff done, it starts to feel like I didn't. And it's like, Oh no, that was a waste of a day. And like, I shouldn't be sleeping right now. And then it's like, yeah, but I've been trying to like, I'll, I'll like meditate to fall asleep and just, you know, just focus on the breathing and then anytime other thoughts pop in my head, which is like every two seconds, it's like, just try It's like, just come back to the breathing. It's like so simple. And I think it does like affect the calmness aspect overall in a positive way, even though while you're doing it, it, it sucks. Cause it's like, you realize how out of control your mind is, Mm -hmm. but I think in the long run, it does help like to kind of quiet things down a bit. I'm going to keep doing it because I think it's, it's working for me right now. I I was just saying, I like, I feel like I was trying to go crazy, you know, with the winter and just being down in this basement for so many hours every day. Um, I was like, I needed to do something to, escape my own mind you know yeah yeah i was talking about this a couple episodes ago um the extreme deep meditation that goes on when we play hockey oh yeah yeah just yeah. that th- like it's an insane level of are, are you are you a hockey player or did you know but i know exactly like i i before COVID I was like, I do CrossFit. So I was doing that like every day 
and it's I know exactly what you're talking about. Just like the flow kind of mindset you get in when you're in the middle of something. Yep. You're you're flowing, you have to be focused, otherwise it's extremely dangerous. If yeah. your mind goes somewhere else, you're you're fucked. Like you're just your mind is not allowed to travel. Yeah. It's, uh, yeah. And there's almost that thing where it's like your 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 brain as soon as you walk through the doors like your brain flips into this other pattern yep. where it's like, okay, this is what I, it doesn't matter what else is going on in my life. This is what I'm here to do for the next hour or whatever. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm just doing this and then I'm out of here, you know? Yep. I've been trying to tap into that somehow with music, but mm-hmm. I can't, I just can't figure it out. I think maybe it might have to do with the idea that music, that just music is so much a part of my life that there's not that, um, there's not that like, like at uh, when it happens with hockey, it's like, all right, I, I have hockey on Sundays and I'm only there for a few hours and I'm going to go there and my brain's going to turn off and then I'm out of there kind of thing. And music is just kind of like everywhere all the time might be the difference, but I I don't, I haven't been able to really sort that one out yet. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure you experienced it more live, right? When you're playing with other people. For sure that's like but i still think it's not close oh yeah yeah i think i'm the same way like that's something that i've always like wished i could get into like a, a very focused state of mind when I, and, and just be able to switch it but i don't think i have that control yet like i'm lucky if i stumble into it mm-hmm. where it's like okay i feel like i was really absorbed in the music during that set and like everything else faded away that it happens sometimes, but I wish it was like something that you, I could control where it's like, okay, I can flip that on as soon as the set starts from like the first note you play, you know, mm-hmm. but I don't know if that's possible for anyone really. Yeah. I don't know. I, I'm not sure, but maybe we just need a little, a little more danger. <laughs> yeah. But- uh, yeah, totally. I I've been trying to figure out how to do that just like by myself, you know, like how to get into that mindset. I think it's it's like you just have to play for a bit before you hit record, you know, mm-hmm. it's like just mess around on the instrument and kind of have fun for a bit. And then as soon as you realize that stuff is happening, you just kind of hit the record button. That 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 was something I was really bad at before, and I think I'm getting better at it now. Because it's it's like getting inspired in a studio by yourself is really hard to do without without any other musicians to bounce ideas off. And then as soon as you hit that record button, it'll changes, you know. Mm-hmm. So it's like getting really used to hitting the record button and not worrying about it is like a it's definitely a good thing to know how to do. I'm actively working. I am actively working on meditation, but I guess the long answer is, or that was the long answer. The short answer is just not in the traditional. Yeah. Yeah, totally. I, and I think like I was like, I, I, that's how I pictured meditation for a long time too. And just recently, like just the past couple of weeks, I think I'm sort of realizing that I was sort of using meditation as an excuse to like accomplish another task, you know, like, like fitness or even like 
I had in my head, it's like, oh, I'll meditate and I'll like work on ear training at the same time, you know, or I'll like listen to music and meditate at the same time. But I think that is almost defeats the point of meditation. You know, it's like if you're trying to accomplish anything, that is not the point. Right. You know? Yeah. I, yeah, it's tough. I've had some pretty, like, I don't know what you would call them. I, I feel like I, I, I'll use the word meditate, meditative, but I'm not sure if that's what it is. But I've had some pretty meditative listening recently. Oh, yeah. And I'm not sure, I'm not sure why that's suddenly happening, but maybe it's because I've been kind of thinking about it a lot, but. I don't know. And like, I've been going back to a lot of old bands I've, I used to love. Like I'm in a huge Mars Volta phase right now. Oh, cool. Um, so I don't know if like, it's, it's weird how things sort of all come together, but like, why am I suddenly meditating, kind of feeling meditative when I listen to music? I, who knows? But yeah, that's, uh, every now and then listening to music clicks for me too, where it's like, it doesn't, a lot of times it, it actually doesn't click where I, I can't just sit down any day and listen to an album and thoroughly enjoy it. Mm. I'll enjoy it, but it, I might not be like really immersed in it. And then other days, like music will start playing and it just kind of draws you in. Like I wasn't even planning on listening to a record or an album. Yeah. But it's like you, it catches your ear and it's like, oh, I'm going to do that for the next hour. And you're just sitting and listening. So I, yeah, it's a funny thing. I don't know if there's a way to control it. I don't, I'm not sure either. But, and then back to the YouTube algorithm, like I, I go through a, a, a handful of Mars Volta videos, watching some live sets. And then YouTube knows to just like throw up a Bonnie Vare clip next. Mm -hmm. And right, I look right. over at it and I'm like, oh yeah, that's exactly what I want right now. And it's crazy. Go down a Bonnie Vare fate. It's like, uh, it's crazy. Yeah, it, it's like it's smart enough that it knows like the uh, like the opposite, but the same thing. Like to create interest. Mm -hmm. It's so wild because, like you said, it's not even like a similar genre, or like it's like the other thing. It's like, oh, you need a break from you know. Mashuga, here's yeah. a little bit of this, you know, or like here's a like you know, here's like stuff from like your jazz back catalog or whatever. Yeah. It's like, oh yeah, I'll watch that next. Yeah, fucking YouTube is like I don't know. I who knows what they know about me at this point. Oh man, yeah, it's like it's Gmail, and it's like I don't know if they're if they actually know what's in your emails, but there's so much stuff they can collect from you you know um what have you have you been listening to anything um what have i been listening to yeah like lots of random stuff so many random things on youtube that i can't remember any one thing um what i've been checking out um there's this trumpet player from new orleans that ali and i've been checking out who's like really awesome uh leroy jones um who uh has done a ton of stuff he's sort of like a low-key orleans trumpet 
plays a lot of trad stuff, but it's just so, so good. Like so clear, like his trumpet playing is amazing. Um, and he's like not super well known, but just an amazing musician. And I think he just really embraces like the New Orleans lifestyle. Like he just kind of gets out there and plays gigs every day and just like bikes to gigs around and he's just playing all the time. And he sounds amazing. Um, um, I just, it's Leroy with one E. Yes. Leroy. Cool. I got him on. I got him queued up. Yeah. It's super cool. Uh, I think he's done some stuff with Harry Connick Jr. Like he played in his big band for a little while too. Cause Harry grew up in New Orleans, mm-hmm. I think. So I think that's probably like more of the, like some of the bigger mainstream stuff that he's done. Yeah. I, I dipped into though. There's like one or two, Harry Connick Jr. trio records mm-hmm. that are really good. <laughs> like the, yeah. the first one and the second one, or, or maybe it's just one, but there's mm-hmm. some incredible shit in there. Yeah. He's, he's kind of a freak. People forget, you know, because of the celebrity thing, like he's also an actor and all that stuff too, but pretty awesome musician. Yeah. Like pretty crazy. Yeah. I definitely shows that he grew up in the New Orleans area. I think his dad was like a politician and uh, they would have like brass bands come to the house, like New Orleans brass bands playing like events. And I think he just heard all that stuff growing up. For the, whatever the five people that actually check out my playlist, I'll add, I'll add some good Harry Connick jr. And some Leroy Jones. Yeah. And some, uh, I'll add one of your tracks too. What do you want to put on it? Oh, um, I guess, I mean, I only have the one album that I released like beginning of back in March. Uh, I mean, last March. Yeah. It's not coming. It's uh, Speak Your Name is the name of the album. It's under Hi Philo. Right. I'm searching. Hi. Uh, I got it. For some reason, I thought there were periods in between Hi Fi and Low. Oh, right. I got it. Yeah, I think maybe it's, it could be the first track. I don't, or yeah, just anything, whatever you want to play. Cool. Pick, pick a track. I think there's a couple that are short. So uh, the first track is, is a good, is a good one. Sweet. I've been down yeah. like this weird, weird little like fusion prog rock spiral. Nice. Weird. There's some good stuff in there. If you can like kind of get past the, 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 the humor or, so, or like not humor, but I'm trying to be polite. Uh, the bullshit. Okay. okay. The, the, the wankingness. I don't, I don't know, but right. Yeah, I've been I've been checking out actually some like metal stuff lately too that like that's been coming up. And like mainly watching like live footage of metal bands. I think that's a good way to appreciate a lot of them. Yeah. Who are some bands you've been checking out? Like like Mashugo has been a big one that I've been checking out. There's a couple other ones that like more in the prog rock side of things. Um that have been pretty cool. Um 
but yeah, I, I, I think it's so cool now that you can like hear the album and it's like, yeah, this is, this is great. And then you can, you know, watch the band actually do it live. Yeah. And like some of that Meshiga stuff is just crazy. Like the one that I used to listen to in high school was called like 33 or, or something. Oh that, yeah. Yeah. Oh, catch 33 is what it was called. Oh, nice. Did you, so was it close enough to quarantine that did you feel like it messed with your release at all or, or how do you think that? Um, I don't know if it messed. No, if anything, I, I, it was probably a good thing cause I had time to actually like promote it on social media and kind of do a few of those extra things that you always say you're going to do when something gets released, but then you, at the end, you just don't have time most usually. Mm -hmm. So I actually got to like mess around. I got into some video editing stuff, which was kind of fun. And, uh, yeah, got to do a bit of that extra work. I don't know if it helped, but it, it was fun to do. Right. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to figure that sort of thing out right now. Like, I don't know if I, like, if I don't make, I'm probably not going to make physicals because, I mean, mostly because money-wise, it doesn't seem like it's a good idea at the moment. But um, the idea of releasing music and not making physical copies and also not being able to do, like, a release show or a release tour, it's almost like, what? what's the... how beneficial is this release to a certain degree? Like, yeah, sure. A handful of people that are my friends might like to listen to it and share it around, but there's like those, like putting out a record is like an excuse to put a show together or an excuse to do some almost or something. I, I don't know. So it's like the, it sort of like comes down to like the tree falls in the forest. Yeah. Yeah, totally. I, I think especially for jazz albums, that's true. Right. Cause it's like, so tied to the, the live experience. Mm -hmm. Like you put the album out and then you tour the music that is on the album or vice versa. And, uh, yeah, it's, uh, I think because my album was electronic that it was like, I don't, I don't think I'll ever perform it live. Like I might, but it's not something that was ever meant to really exist as a live touring thing. Right. I see. So I, I, I was just totally assuming that you had some stuff lined up to perform and no, whatever, no, it, it was like, so in that sense, like there really was no problem with the quarantine. Right. And that it was sort of just supposed to exist as an album and that's it. Yeah. So, uh, I think, but yeah, for I'll, I know Allie's been really feeling that with her music where it's like, well, like even if I release it, there's no, it, they're so connected. Like you release the music and then you tour it. Yeah. Yeah. My only idea was like, okay, maybe if I rush this, I can get it out in time for the Junos. Right. But then I'm also like, well, I'm not going to get a Juno nomination for this. So what am I actually doing? Oh yeah. I felt the same way. Yeah. Where it's like, it's just, you. it's like just the joy of 
putting your music out. I think at the end of the day, like that has to be it. Yeah. You know, like you just have to be happy that something is out there that people can listen to. Definitely. They want to. And like, I think that's a kind of a healthy way to look at it where it's like, you can go, if you go over those details, like, oh, if, if it's not timed right or this or that, it's like, you just won't put anything out, mm-hmm. you know? So it's like, it's available, it's done now, put it out and then start working on the next thing. Right. I think is the best way to do it. Yeah. I'm pretty, I'm, that's usually where I am, I think. Um, but I, just because I feel like I don't have, I don't have a st- like I really don't have that many playing opportunities. So I just try to line stuff up with like an, an extra, an extra like excuse to try to get some more gigs or something. Like it, it's just, uh, mm. like, I, I just don't know what to, there's a certain point in your career where it's like, all right, well, I just can't be, can't just keep putting out records that, no one's listening to even though it makes me happy to just go through the process you know right right that's funny because i'm kind of like i feel like it's fine i feel like i'm on the opposite stage where it's like i actually just want to put things out whether people listen to it or not like especially for my own creative music it's just like i it's like just start putting stuff out even just on band camp you know Mm -hmm. and it's like yeah maybe no one will listen to this that's fine you know? Yeah. That's mostly how I feel. I think, um, yeah, I don't know. It, it's tough though. There, Cause there's a, there's like, I'm two, I guess I'm like three, three albums in and like maybe a live record. If you can, if you call it a record, hmm. but so three and a half, that's awesome. And I'm just kind of like, well, what, what's the, what are we doing here? I can't afford this. Right. going to listen to it, you know? Right. Yeah. Well, that's the other thing is if it's like, yeah, it, if it costs a lot of money, yeah, that's. Yeah. And it, and it doesn't even like. Yeah, I know. I, I like, know. I don't think I've spent more than like a thousand dollars on any of my records. Right. But. Yeah. I mean, I would, I would say just keep going, just keep releasing music. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Because. Yeah, I mean that's at the end of the day, do we do this because we like to play music, right? Yeah. Like we enjoy making something. And then, you know, it's like you could hold on to it, but it's nice to have it out there. If somebody wants to listen to it, they can. If not, they don't have to. Yeah. They can go fuck themselves. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean you're totally you're absolutely right, and I agree with you. There's just sometimes there's some elements of like, it'd be nice to not live in a room, you know. <laughs> and somehow yeah. sometimes you just can't keep that thought out of your head, you know. Sometimes it'd be nice to not, whatever, you know. It's all well. It's it's kind of like a, it's a weird thing too, right? Because the real, especially in Canada, there really isn't that much to do. You know, like after releasing the album, besides touring it, like there's the same, the same venues and the same jazz festivals and it's going to be the same every year. Yeah. And also 
bunch of venues and and festivals that aren't going to book me anyway. So what's the Well, yeah, like same yeah, same experience for me too where it's like well, these people don't want us and and these are the only places that are going to actually book us and so that's like once you've done those venues that you can play, it's like, well, this is it, I guess. Like that's this is all the, the country you can offer. Yeah, this is my life now. Um <laughs> I, yeah, I know what you mean. I know what you mean. It's like uh, it can feel, and I think like that's sort of like like just how it is in Canada with this genre specifically. Yeah, I, like I was, I was so excited for like the possibility of a. I thought maybe there was a chance we might do a locals only jazz festival this year, mm. and still just do like the outside stages like they've been doing. Yeah. I thought maybe I might have a chance to get on a Toronto only jazz festival, but yeah, of course. Nope. That's not going to happen. Brutal. I guess like, man, I mean, I feel like I I also want to like, I'm not, I'm really not complaining. I'm just mostly trying to be a little funny here. Like it's not as dark as I want it to be as I'm, insinuating you know but i know i know yeah i think like every person feels that you know where it's like it's just like oh my god seriously nothing i mean you know i think everyone's going through that with grants right now because everybody is writing grants and nobody is getting them you know yeah some people are getting them obviously but like way more people are not getting them so it's uh it's just every. It's like, oh, okay, another. Nope, not this year. Oh, not next year either. You know, it's like this is not going to happen. It's yeah. It's kind of. It's crazy. Like, I just can't. Yeah, I don't know. I just can't wrap my head around it. At a certain point, it's like, um, like I, I just sort of start to wonder, like, why, why have I subscribed to any sort of system? at all in regards to like being a musician go to school like there's a process of like you play in bands you make records and the thank you but it at a certain point it's like i'm just why did i do any of this i could have just been making records in my basement by for my own enjoyment this whole time you know like oh yeah yeah totally it's it's strange yeah for sure i like i think the like the fact that our like sort of training that allows us to do these live gigs is has been totally taken from us like now we're all just like at home musicians which is like a lot of musicians in the world you know like it, like anyone that isn't you know the the only reason i could play like jobbing gigs and corporate gigs was cuz like i went to school and i learned how to sight read and like i learned this small set of skills that allowed me to do that kind of work. Mm-hmm. But if you take that away, it's like, I'm just like a, you know, at home musician trying to make a go of it, you know, just sort of working away. Right. And like, if, if I'm on it, like as far as that part of my life goes, it hasn't really changed much through mm-hmm. the pandemic. Like I'm not a huge gigger that much any like I, I don't know you know so it's it i don't know if it's the pandemic that's made me 
change my perspective. Like, I, I don't know. Right. Right. Just, just starting at the beginning of 2020. So I did, I did three gig, I did three monthly gigs because for the first time in my life, I was able to get my hands on a monthly gig. So that's mm. the only thing that's really changed. Um, well, that's a lot, man. Like even like those little things, like those little things are a lot, like every little opportunity you get goes a long way. That's yeah, that's it. Like the, it's more so the idea that, um, like I just thinking about where this whole process and being like in, in what other career can someone say they're 15 years in and they go, yeah, I'm just excited to have my one monthly work that, that actually doesn't even pay me. Right. And I'm not, I don't even want to complain about that. I'm just super stoked to play. My point mm. is I just want to play more, you know, like once a month, like, you know, it, it's a, I know. It's like, is that too? Yeah, I know what you mean. Is that that too much to ask? I just want to play one gig for yeah. like next to no money. Come on, like, like yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I, I hope, like, it, it's all just to say that I hope that we sort of straighten some things out through this whole thing, and 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 people sort of get out of our way to a certain extent. But I mean, I'm, I'm still just playing music in my basement and I still love it. So there's not much life is good in the big picture. Right. So. Yeah. I, well, that's the thing that's like, if you really like music, like, and you like creating music, this shouldn't this be like the happiest we've, we've ever been in a lot of what, you know, obviously we don't get to play with other musicians, which is a huge factor mm-hmm. in, in the enjoyment of music. But there's also like the, you know, you're supposed to enjoy the process too, right? Practicing and all of that stuff. So, yeah. Or just, yeah, making things on your own, composing. Like there, it's like the enjoyment of it. it, it, is, it does the enjoyment only happen if people appreciate it or listen to it? No. Yeah, I don't think so either. Yeah. Hard no. It's, yeah. Yeah, so it's still going to happen. Yeah. Just you know, get out the jazz hammer and just start like breaking fingers every, every here and there. Start bullying people. Um, and I'm going to keep that in. Rich Brown, I'm coming for you. Look out. <laughs> Man, uh, that's uh, that's the difference. Uh, the Canadian scene is so nice, right? Compared to like, I mean, you lived in New York, so... I'm sure you I'm sure you saw like the difference in hustle, right? Yeah, I mean I don't know if it's a Yeah, I don't know. I think the the biggest thing that I notice is that there's just more places to play more often. Hmm. And that's really the only thing. Like people work hard everywhere, you know. There's yeah. just more. And and now that New York has been so just like ravaged by the pandemic who knows if that's even going to be a huge difference anymore like when you were in new york like was there a shift at all when you like went back 
did you see any, like, what are the main differences you saw between the New York scene and the Canadian scene? Um, I don't know. Just more people that cared more, I think. Hmm. Is, is just the, like, there, I think they're just more people that are like, this is my life and this is what I'm doing. And right. I'm obviously going to go out to see music every night. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. or I'm going to try to play every night or I'm going to go to the session every night or whatever. Like even as someone who doesn't like sessions, I would still stop by the late night, small session probably once a week. Right. Because I knew at the very least I could probably see Roy Hargrove play a couple choruses or something, right. you know, like it's uh, just something like that. Where in contrast, like, so you go to the, someone like me, who's not a big session guy would go to, so, to smalls to just hang out and watch the music and then in contrast to like the occasional tuesday night session at the rex Mm -hmm. where like it's to a certain extent it almost feels like it's literally people who have never played music before that are largely excited about it it not i'm not saying performance wise i'm saying like the people who come, the patrons of the Rex are often not musicians on the session right. night is what I'm saying. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Still working on English, but <laughs> no, I get it. It's uh that, that makes sense. Like it, there's just more people trying to go for it. Yeah. And it, I guess that creates more of a pull, even if you're like, I'd, I'd be the same way. Like I feel very little, pull to go to the Rex on uh, open jam night but if there's a whole bunch of people that you know are going to be there that are like you know that would definitely like you said you might catch someone playing that night that you've always you've been meaning to check out anyways mm-hmm. so it's like oh, you just end up there you just end up out more often and seeing things more often mm-hmm. I mean it also helps that the the life that I was living was um, designed basically so that I could go out every night kind of thing. Like even working my day job, the we would like part of the job was like, all right, you're allowed to leave early to go to shows because right. we're a music company and we think you should do that kind of thing. So just like a very, uh, very, very different sort of, culture i guess Mm. yeah totally yeah for sure or just seeing like the from what i experienced the few times i visited it was like the yeah like you said the one set kind of thing and like you kind of dip into one show and then there's something else i want to catch over here like it's like you know i think most jazz shows in toronto and canada is it's like this is the show i'm seeing tonight you know Whereas in New York, it was like, oh, I'm going to catch as many things as I can tonight. Yeah. I can walk to three different venues in under five minutes. Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty amazing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like just the nights that I would just go up by myself, like oh, I'm bored, I haven't left the house all day. And I get on the train, go to Smalls, grab a slice of pizza by myself, and then go to 55 Bar and then Mesro and then like, whatever else is in there Eric, like hit the stone I'd, I'd probably hit the stone first and then go to these other places but like yeah 
Or would you like know who was playing at these at every place, or would you like just stumble, just whatever? I'd usually went. just stumble. I would. My New York nightlife was basically, I'd pick one thing that I want to see, mm-hmm. and then after that, I'd go wander around, see what I would just stumble into. Yeah. Thing. Like the amount of the amount of times I just stumbled into Fifty Five Bar when like Wayne Krantz or Mike Stern. Or, or, or like even just standing outside the window when like Anthony Jackson's playing bass, just um, like this is crazy. That's awesome. Yeah, just by coincidence, sort of thing. I don't know. Yeah, that's wicked. But then it's the same. Like I can walk by. I think I guess the difference is like I know who's at the Rex every night, but walking by the Rex and like standing outside the window watching Rich Brown, Brown play is probably more enjoyable to my life you know like right i don't know right just a matter of perspective i guess yeah i I think like that whole drop-in thing is is pretty huge like i think and i think in the states that's just a bigger deal like uh i noticed that from the the tours i've I've done with allison where like we'll just be playing a venue in like san francisco and it's not really a uh, they do jazz there, but it's not really like a full-time jazz venue. And people just like wander in, like people just stumble into the bar because they heard there was a band playing that night, but they didn't necessarily even know who you were. They just came to check it out. Mm-hmm. I think that's like a, a pretty big difference. Like there's just a lot of like walk-in traffic, people just out to discover something new. Yep. And they're happy to find it when, when, when they find it, it's like, Oh, this is so cool. Like, you know? Yeah. It does, I feel like it's like, just doesn't happen here because I experienced, I met a bunch of people and sold a bunch of CDs in when I was in Netherlands doing some gigs whenever to who cares recently in recent years. Uh, and it's just like random people that are like, what are you, who are you? Why are you in our, how did you get here? Good to hear you kind of thing. Like, right. What right. is this place? So I don't know. It, it's just a very, uh, so are, you, are you saying that that does happen in the Netherlands? Or yeah. It yeah. Doesn't? Totally. Yeah. Oh, right. They're just happy to find something new. Yeah. Yeah. yeah like playing in a, in like this weird venue that's sort of in someone's house. That's like, in the red zone or not the red zone, the, uh, what do they call that area in Amsterdam? Like the red light district. The red light district. Yeah. That's what I was looking for. And you're, you're playing in like sort of someone's house and you're next door to one of those buildings with the windows with the naked women inside and like people just stumble into your show and it's like, yeah, this is awesome. Yeah, totally. Yeah, it's like it's definitely an atmosphere that I've never really experienced too much in Canada. That is, it's a very real thing in other places, and it's it's super cool. It's it's like, yeah, the possibilities of just like meeting perfect strangers or even people that maybe have never even heard a jazz band before, you know, could just walk into a bar and realize that they like they like what they're hearing, or or they don't. And they leave and go somewhere else. Yeah, you know. Or but there's, a, or they're in constant. in most cases, when it does happen in Canada or Toronto specifically, I guess, 
people stumble into your show not realizing what they're doing and then they sit in the front row and then they get drunk and they talk over the music yeah that's a good one too that's one of my favorites yeah 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 that's the that's the classic uh yeah yeah it's uh i'm not sure i'm not sure why that is it like i i was theorizing that it was the weather in california at least because it's like people will just go out for a walk and kind of dip in and out of bars along their walk yeah and it's comfortable like being outside is awesome in california so you can just kind of set out and for a really long walk and you're totally comfortable right is that were you guys there playing monterey uh yeah yeah we did monterey and then usually we do like uh somewhere in la and and san francisco as well that's super cool yeah it was nice man cal i mean every time we go down there we're trying to like we figure it's like we usually spend a bunch of time trying to figure out a way to move to california uh and then it never happens but it's uh so nice down there like it's crazy and being on tour with like a you know a small quartet is just like the best way to hang out yep. in california like and everyone in Ali's band sort of has similar interests. So it's like find really good tacos, you know, get some good drinks and then just walk around, like just explore. Yep. Go for really long walks and then eat like a ridiculously indulgent meal and then walk for another three hours. Yeah. It's, it's so great. Tours so, the best. Yeah the greatest and i gotta get back at it holy fuck yeah this is making me miss it so much dude i know like i don't know if your iphone does this but it shows you like pictures of like memories i don't look at it i can't look at it i know it's like it's always like tour photos i'm just like oh that was so great oh man i want i want those burritos i want a super burrito <laughs> Yeah, but uh, I'm I'm sure it'll happen again. I'm sure we'll get back to it. I think so. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's it's also it's super cool to um, to see. Well, obviously, it's like like Allison's great and your band's great, and there's a reason why it's successful like that. But it's very cool to see um, as a Canadian to see you guys like reach across the border to do those shows and and tours and stuff. It's like it's uh it's cool and inspiring and i and i'm stoked it's like a it's a nice thing to know that it's like a possibility still right man i i feel like i'm so fortunate to get to play in that group and like get to have those experiences because like yeah it wasn't something i really ever imagined i'd be able to do like to be able to see some of those festivals and and play some of those festivals like it was so awesome mm -hmm. And even like, yeah, even just playing bars in the, in the States was, it's like, this is such an incredible experience. I wonder, I should take, I should take band leader lessons with her. <laughs> That's, that should be a course. That should be a course and Allison should teach it. Because, uh, yeah, she's really good at it. Oh, you still there, man? Yeah. 
Okay, cool. I thought maybe it glitched out for a second. I think it did for a second, yeah. but... Um, well, um, do you have any other pressing pressing thoughts for the idiot listeners? Um, no, not really. I mean, I think if anyone got through all of it, I mean, I'm sure it's going to be great once it's uh, edited down, but I think if anyone got to this point of the interview, I'm, like, very impressed. <laughs> I say that to myself every week. <laughs> <laughs>